Welcome to the Pivot Into Your Purpose podcast. This podcast is about getting clear on your purpose and what you're meant to do with your work so you can have a business that fulfills you and lights you up. I believe we all deserve more than settling for a job that doesn't excite you and that by getting clear on what you're meant to do, you'll feel more aligned and happier so that you can live as the best version of yourself. Each week, I'll be talking about topics and sharing tips and training that will help you get clear on what you're meant to do, grow your confidence to go for it, and create a plan to build this business you're dreaming of. I'll also be bringing on inspiring women to share their own journeys of how they figured out their purpose and created a business to do the work that they love doing. I'm your host, Melissa Hoffman. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hi, welcome to the Pivot Into Your Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Hoffman. Today, I'm with my dear friend and colleague, Laura Fowler, who is an amazing coach. She is a business mentor and wealth coach for women that want to have more pleasure and more wealth in their business and their lives. I've known Laura for several years now. We've gone through a couple coach trainings together and we've just had so much in common and just really connected. And she is one of my favorite people to talk to about all things business and marketing and of course, wealth. I'm so excited for her to be on the podcast today and for you to get to experience her magic and learn from her because this woman has seven figure wealth and she is going to tell us all about it. Thank you, Laura, for being here today. What a fun intro. You can just tell me all about who I am. Thank you for having me. (laughs) That was so fun. I am so excited to be here and talk to all your listeners and talk to you. And yeah, thank you for that beautiful introduction. (laughs) You're so welcome. Tell us who you are, what you do now, how you work with women and where you live too. And you also have a big move coming up. If you wanted to share a little bit about that, you could. Yeah. So I live in Baltimore, Maryland on the East coast of the U S and we are moving to the West coast of the U S. So we'll be closer to you and closer to so many amazing people. We're looking at San Diego and Santa Barbara. So it's a really fun season for me in life, a transition and something I've been looking for, for a while to move closer to the beach, to be in warmer climate, and just to have something, a new adventure, a new adventure in life. And so it feels really fun to plan that out. Who am I? We were just talking before the podcast, like, who am I? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a CEO. Like, I run two businesses. I am a mother. I am, I guess, a newlywed, right? I was married in 2019, just before COVID. So, yeah, you know, besides newlywed. being in the house together. Yeah, it's still honeymoon season. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done too much honeymooning stuff. I love traveling. I love yoga. I love being out in nature and on the water and kind of just like adventure and pleasure and joy are all, you know, really close to my heart. So those are all things I pull into my work with clients. I love that. And your clients are so lucky that those are important values for you and that you help them to also learn how they can incorporate that in their lives and their businesses. I think that's so amazing. We all need more pleasure, more joy, more fun. We do, we do, especially as entrepreneurs. Oftentimes we get so focused on the hustle and the end result that we're not allowing ourselves to enjoy anything along the way and having celebrations and pleasure and all of those things. That's why you become an entrepreneur for the fun part mic drop. That's also true, right? Especially (laughs) as women and as mamas, when we're juggling the balls and taking care of everyone and doing what we're supposed to do and, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to fit into all of the little boxes. So we have to break out. 
break out of the boxes. Yes, we do. We do. And you've done that. And I love it. Tell us your story because you have a really great story. I'm going to let you decide where you want to start. If you want to start at the beginning or start from this six-figure real estate business that you've created. Actually, you had two six-figure businesses before you became a coach. Tell us all about that and how you became the coach that you are now. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so starting with the piece of like, I'm a coach. So I'm a pleasure-based wealth coach and business mentor. And I work with women on creating the lives they love. And then if they have a business, you don't have to, to work with me to create a business that supports that, that feels fulfilling and juicy and brings in a lot of pleasure and the wealth to support it all. And that's all kind of based on my journey, which is what we're going to talk about um, and how I got to the place where I can live out the deepest desires of my heart. And so that's what I want all women to be able to do is to be able to live out the deepest desires of their heart. So I grew up in a family without strong support. A lot of my work is trauma-based because I find that we all have these places where we get stuck and we try to fight through them with mindset or strategy. But a lot of times it's really these old stories and these safety mechanisms of our monkey mind, Mm -hmm. jumping up, trying to keep us safe, trying to keep us small, trying to keep things tucked away so that everything feels good based on old things that we learned around what we can do in the world, what is safe whether we're worthy, whether we're enough. And so some of us, maybe we're blessed to grow up knowing that we were enough, right? Knowing that we were worthy, knowing that we were phenomenal and all the things were possible. But many, many of us grew up inheriting stories that our parents had from pain and traumas that they never healed. I grew up in that second scenario where there was a lot of codependency, a lot of lack, some abuse, some scarcity, some terrible stories around what was possible and not possible. I remember really young, my mom crying over money my parents fighting, they were divorced pretty young, and there just being no boundaries in this constant conflict. I decided pretty early on that I didn't know what else was out there, but I didn't want to live that life. (laughs) That felt like a big no to my soul. I went on this journey of exploring, okay, what other ways are there to be? A big part of that was opening to possibility and to healing because we have to heal to create new Mm -hmm. things. We have to create new neural pathways and new belief systems and new mindset and all of the pieces. I found out at 21 that I was pregnant. It was unexpected. My daughter is one of the greatest gifts of my life, but I didn't plan that. Then had to make a really hard decision at 21 because I didn't have anything set up for that. I was bartending. I was in a somewhat abusive relationship. You know, things weren't great. And I just made the decision. I knew in my gut that I needed to have her, that it was meant to be, and that it was all going to work out. I had to make that decision that I was going to make it work out, that I was going to trust that feeling and that I was going to make the decision to do different things. And so I did. I started out when I left my daughter's father, I was probably around 24. He left me with a lot of debt. It's about $30,000 in debt. I was alone raising my kiddo and bartending, really struggling, hustling, like you talked about, Mm -hmm. right? Stuck in this hustle of doing all the things, trying to make ends meet all the phrases, robbing Peter to pay Paul, go negative (laughs) so I can make another thing work, all of those things. And really didn't realize it at the time, but was super attached to struggle, this love-hate relationship with, I didn't want to struggle, but it was also very valiant to struggle, Mm -hmm. right? There's a valiance in being the single mom, trying to claw your way to the top. I got attached to that. And that was a thing I had to learn to kind of let go of. I just want to share that was a hard time. Sometimes when we hear people saying it's all easy, it's not all easy. We can get to easy, Mm -hmm. but we have hard seasons. We have to honor the hard seasons too. (laughs) If it's not easy for you, if it is hard, that's totally normal. You shouldn't feel bad about that. It's totally normal. That's probably so fitting for your audience because when you're pivoting, that's a season, that's a transition. Mm -hmm. That might not be simple. Maybe you've set it all up and it is, and you've 
got your money tucked away and all the things. But oftentimes we don't. There's a piece of that that's really scary. I attached to the wealth building piece because that was part of what helped me grow out of this. It was the healing, wealth building, and really teaching myself about money, how to create a different thing, how to create money that makes money for itself, that grows, how to create a new legacy for my daughter. And a big piece of that was through entrepreneurship. Building businesses was something I fell into by accident. I met someone, I was manning for them while I was bartending. It was just this weird blessing that they had a business and needed help. So always giving gratitude to that moment in my life that I said, yes, from that I grew businesses. And then as they didn't fit anymore, moved into something different, which is always a little scary, no matter Mm -hmm. where you're at. Building the business, believing in possibility, getting on purpose with my money, and then working on the healing got me from there, from 30,000 in debt as a single mom to, like I said, about five years ago, I met my husband. He's amazing. I had to do a lot of growth to become the person who could attract someone Mm -hmm. like that. A lot of codependency healing and all the pieces got married in 2019. My daughter is 22. So because you're doing the math, you can see I'm in my (laughs) forties. My daughter is 22. She just graduated college. She's a phenomenal human. I love her so much. And Like Melissa said, I've built six-figure businesses and seven-figure wealth I've created through all of those pieces, soul-level safety, so much joy and and freedom and choice in my life. I love how you had these pivotal moments where you had to make a decision and just decide this is super scary. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to make a decision for myself, for my daughter, that things are going to be different. And I'm going to figure this out. I don't know how, but I'm going to figure this out. And just really owning the belief in yourself that you could do it no matter how hard things got. Having that trust in ourselves is just so important in being able to pivot and leave something behind that is not making you happy and keeping you stuck into moving into possibility. I just love that you, yes. you honor that part of yourself. Yes. <laughs> it is so important because if we don't have the self-trust and often if we make, I don't want to say mistakes, but if we go down a wrong road, we may have to rebuild that. Exactly. It's a constant process, at least in my experience of trusting. And then, oh, if it wasn't quite the right thing, how do I adjust and come back the wholeness of myself and reconfigure? Because sometimes we trust, but then there's so many voices telling us what to do or what society expects. And so we can get pulled off Mm -hmm. kilter. Constantly rebuilding that trust and recentering in it is so important. It doesn't matter how far along you go. When I work with people at at the beginning, at six figures, at multiple six figures, it doesn't matter. They're still rebuilding at every level. Can I still trust myself? Do I still know what I'm doing? (laughs) Yes. Yes. They still have doubts. It doesn't matter how successful you are, whatever you determine success is. You're still going to have those doubts. You may still encounter imposter syndrome. It's just part of the journey. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And that's where the mindset comes in and all of the fun things that we do with clients, where we really can hold them in all of that kind of messiness when it comes up so that they can create the magic and really step into next level. So important. Can you share with us some of the important lessons that you learned along the way in this journey? I can. I took some notes on lessons because there's so many lessons. (laughs) I know. Like what what were some of your key lessons if you had to say? One of them, one of the really key lessons is stepping into what you want, your dream, your life, your business. And it's really hard because there's so many voices. There's so many shoulds. There's so many people telling you how to do it and the way and the secret Mm -hmm. But really stepping back, looking at the big picture and deciding what is your vision? What are your priorities? What are your values? And then what is the path for you? So putting on blinders about what everyone else is doing and really focusing on your path and making it 
unique to you and customized to you. And that plays into the self-trust that we were just talking about, because especially if you're stepping outside of the box and it's a little different, you have to really trust that you've got it, that you can do it, that you can make that decision and commit. I would say that's a really important piece is prioritizing your priorities, your values Mm -hmm. and doing it your way. Exactly. Especially like you may not have a mentor or a guide or a role model per se that you can follow and be like, okay, this person did it this way. You're just figuring it all out on your own. That's just so important to be clear on what you want and not listening to the other people. Because if you're doing something new, you're going to have all these people coming in and saying, you shouldn't do that. That's too risky. Or are you really that good at that? Or that does that make sense? Like, and you could easily get swayed by them if you don't just put your blinders on, keep focused on your desires and what you want in the path in front of you. Yeah. And they don't have to feel possible. Cause I remember when I first sat down and wrote kind of my first official vision for a list of things I wanted to create in my life. I was probably 23 or 24. I literally remember the day I did it. Cause it was after a big fight with my daughter's father. And I was a mess. I was, this is what I'm going to create. This is what my life is going to be. And they all felt impossible. I remember yeah. in my heart, I was like, I want these things, but I yeah. don't have a clue how any of these things are ever going to be possible. It doesn't matter if they're possible. You just start, just start, just break it down to baby steps. Just do the first thing. That's how we learn to walk. That's how we learn to talk and crawl, you know, ride a bike. We take a step and maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. And then we do it again and again and again. You just have to take the step. So maybe that's another lesson. Just take the first step. That's an important lesson because people could know what they want, have this vision. It feels impossible. And then they just get in their head about why they can't even take the first step. And then they never get there because they never even try. Yeah. I just talked to a client the other day who was like, I don't think that I'm ever going to be able to do that. And literally I was like, time is going to pass anyway. Why don't you just try? Exactly. Exactly. We will reassess in three months, but like the time's going to pass anyway. So just try it. Because imagine where you could be in a year or you could be in the same place or you could have moved. Maybe you're not at your goal, but you are so much closer to it. Because yeah. time is and fast. that probably plays a lot into what you do, right? Like <laughs> yes. you have to take the step. <laughs> yeah. You have to take the step. You have to take the first step and, and deciding like you did in your past, deciding is taking the first step and then you take the next one. And I always feel as you take each step, the way becomes clearer and clearer for you. Oh my gosh. Yes. The way becomes clear. And also learning to see that the thing that doesn't go right is still a lesson. It doesn't make it horrible or bad, or like I messed up or I failed. It's fine. It's just a lesson that that wasn't the thing. So now go over here where you have the thing. Yeah. You know, it's not the thing you're getting closer to what is the thing. Yeah, exactly. You're just narrowing in more. (laughs) Yeah. Loving the nose. Yeah. Um, Another one would be remembering that you are worthy of all the things that you want, whatever you desire, you are enough to create it. You deserve to have it. It's your birthright to be happy, to have all the joys, to have the money, to have the relationships. You don't have to settle, make your list of what you want and go for those things. Yeah, Everything is your, your choice and is out there for you to take because you you're worthy of it. I love that reminder. And you're worthy just because of who you are. You don't have to earn your worth. You don't have to deserve it. You're just born worthy. It's your birthright. I love that you said that. That's so important because we don't learn that, right? We learn, we get kudos from our parents often, not always because we did something right, Mm -hmm. you know, because something went successful because we made them feel good or we behaved in a way, Mm -hmm. but you're worthy even when you don't, right? You're worthy even when you've upset your parents or they're angry at you. I know you live that out with your kiddo and so do I, I, but I think like, yeah. (laughs) That's so important for me as a mother to constantly share with Oliver how amazing and worthy he is of everything and not because he earned it, not because he was a good boy, but just because he is who he is. 
Yes, exactly. Can you share with us a little bit about how you got clear that you were meant to be a coach? You had these two businesses and they just weren't feeling aligned anymore. And you knew that there was something else out there for you. What was it that helped you get clear on becoming this business mentor and wealth coach for women? Yeah. My first business was a real estate appraisal business and it was really beautiful. And I was very grateful for it because it allowed me to raise my daughter. I I like to say as a full-time CEO and as a stay-at-home mom, because I could make my own schedule. I made it so that I could do all the things I could work when I wanted to work. I could be there when she needed to be there, but there came a time where it just, there was no fulfillment beyond Mm -hmm. that. It was very rote and logical and technical. And my favorite part of it was being in people's homes and hearing their stories. I guess I've in a way always been a coach. I have an aunt who tells me this. She's like, you have just like always had this draw. People will tell me their entire life story in the grocery store line. Mm -hmm. I'd go do an appraisal or later when I was doing real estate, be talking to someone and it would be a two hour coffee chat about their life and their kids. And they grew up in this house and how amazing it is and what's going wrong and what they're moving into. That's good and bad. And something that was common with friends too, where they would ask me, well, what do I do with my money? I don't understand how you're doing this thing. How do I get my kids to listen? How do I communicate better? It's always just been natural to me to share the things I learn and I'm naturally a learner. So I'm always trying to improve what I know. I think it just came to be at a point where I just decided my mom, my mom actually got really sick and passed away. And I think that was kind of, you know, people say this all the time, but kind of a final moment of there is this finality to life, right? We only get one life. And so what am I waiting for to do this thing that actually feels really like I feel passionate about and feels really fulfilling. And that creates a space where I can inspire and help more people in higher level ways and help women step into their wealthiest life, which is the money piece, but it's so much more than money because we say we want money and we want the business or we want to lose weight or we want whatever. But what we really want is the things that we think we'll get. Once we have that, we want the joy and the freedom and people to love us and to feel Mm -hmm. supported and the adventure and whatever Mm -hmm. things are your values and your alignments. You want those things. Let's just start with those. We don't have to have all the money or all the business or all the perfectness. We can just start at the end and have the feelings and build the wealth and build the joy. I think realizing that, and it coincided with the program, which was when I was dating my husband, which was really nice because it gave me a support I'd never had. Mm -hmm. And it was nice to have someone who I knew was on my side and aligned. Of course, we want the internal belief and the internal say-so, but it's also nice to have someone behind you. Who's like, of course you could freaking do that. I never had that before. I had that with myself and maybe with some friends, but my family is very much like, what are you doing? You're insane. You're going to ruin everything. Mm -hmm. It's never going to work. Just go work at the post office and get a government job with a pension and then we'll be okay. (laughs) Like like, literally (laughs) still can't this day latch on to the fact that being an entrepreneur makes any sense. Several pieces coming in, just like my heart's desire for more and the passion and the desire and fulfillment that I wanted to have, like seeing my daughter get older and knowing that piece of my life was tying into a pretty knot of she became an adult and not that I'm not her mom and I don't support her, but there's just different boundaries there in a different relationship with we're more friends. Having my husband in the picture, it wasn't my husband yet, but just having a person, mm-hmm. whether Your he partner, became yeah. my husband or not, it was a lot of things that came together in just this really beautiful place. And it was still scary to pivot. It was still mm-hmm. scary to close down a business that was making really good money and supporting me. And I just kind of had, again, that gut feeling like when I found out I was pregnant, I just had this gut feeling of, yeah, but you have to do it anyway, because yeah. it's just supposed to be. 
I love that you just got really clear on what you wanted and what your values are. And also one of the things I talk about in the masterclass that I give is what do people tell you all the time that you're good at? What do they come to you for? And listen to that. And you did. People were already coming to you with this kind of advice and this wisdom, and you were sharing everything that you learned. So it's just, of course, just naturally you're going to, I don't want to say fall into, but just follow the path of becoming a coach. So you can do this in a bigger way and have a bigger impact. Yes. Sometimes we walk, sometimes we fall into it. Yeah. Sometimes we crawl into it. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. As long as you get there. <laughs> Tell us if there was any resistance that came up for you when you were in this pivot, what were some of the resistance that came up and how did you overcome it? Okay. So I find this really ironic because I I do a lot of work around money and money mindset. So my resistance, a lot of it was around how dare you build this business that's making good money and then just close it down for like no real reason. Yeah. That's insane. Um, What are you thinking? And a lot of that, like I said, is my family's voices, the world voices, like, yeah but it just didn't logically make sense. It was really a next level trust because you talked about trust. It was really a next level trust that I could do the thing that I wanted to do in my heart, even if it didn't hundred percent make sense right now, like financially or logically and that everything doesn't have to be decided by finances or logic. So really stepping beyond that to what is my desire? What is my heart asking for? And it was this new thing that my mind was like, okay, well, the rest of it can't matter yeah. because I, I just, I need to follow that and trust in that and trust that things will work out. And I have evidence that that happens. I've done things, yeah. in, my, things in my life before that were totally illogical <laughs> and I just trusted that they were going to work and they yeah. worked out really well for me. So why wouldn't I trust that feeling now? I love that your desire was the medicine that you needed for your resistance. And also you mentioned you already had this evidence before that you built these two six-figure businesses when it didn't make any sense for you to be able to build them to the the size that they were. And why wouldn't you be able to do that again? I think a lot of us get stuck in, this is so new. I don't know what I'm doing. How can I do this? But we forget we have all of this evidence in our past of what we've already created, what we've already built, what we've already overcome. And so leaning into that can help us overcome any resistance and doubts that we feel. Yes. That's a little bit of the magic. And I love to say, and not for anyone who's not a mom, not to leave you out, but I love to say that the mamas have all the magic because (laughs) really we do. We take on impossible tasks. We're like grow a human and then raise a human and keep it in good care. Yes. (laughs) They're trying to jump off cliffs and fall off swings and everything else. We do magical things every day. So why not do them for ourselves and in our own lives and in all of the spaces in our life too? Yeah. You talked a little bit about why you're passionate about helping women build their own wealth, but do you want to share any tips with us that you have about how you can get started right now, no matter what your situation is in starting to build, cultivate, maybe even dream about what wealth is possible for you? Absolutely. I will start with my famous, I have to give a legal disclaimer that I'm not a financial advisor. (laughs) None of this is financial advice. Everyone is in a different situation et cetera, et cetera. I start women off with, if you envisioned, if you close your eyes and you start to lean into envisioning what your wealthiest life looks like, what are the pieces that you want to create? And this is your biggest vision. It doesn't have to feel possible. It doesn't have to feel likely. If you close your eyes and your brain is like, hell no, this is not a thing. Try to latch onto one piece of it. Maybe it's, I want to wake up with a feeling of ease. I want to have the most amazing partner who supports me. 
I want to have a house on the beach. It can be one little thing and really lock into the feelings that that gives you. This to me is embodying wealth. And you can do that before you have a penny in the bank, before you have anything, because there's free ways to feel wealthy, really creating that big vision, picking one feeling like I want it to feel peaceful. I want to feel ease. I want to have adventure. Maybe your dream is you want to be able to spend a summer in Paris and what would those feelings be? They would be adventure. They would be ease. They would be fun. They would be like slacksadaisical luxury. How can you pull that back into today's life? And how can you do that right now? Maybe you make yourself a fancy coffee in the morning and you get a little $10 foamer from Amazon and make it all beautiful and have a pastry and you have a special place in your house where you sit and you enjoy that and you really soak it in and you journal Maybe it's that you go to a cafe, the French cafe in town, and you really soak up that feeling and people watch and like, I don't have anywhere to be, but here enjoying this moment. So pulling wealth into your life right now as a feeling, that's the starting backwards. And then with the actual money piece, start actually sit down and look at your numbers. We like to often sweep our numbers under the carpet. Mm -hmm. We don't want to look at money. It's freaking (laughs) terrifying. I can't tell you how many people are like, I have no idea how much debt I have. I don't know if I have any savings. I don't actually even know how much I make. Mm -hmm. I don't talk to my husband about money. I can't share that. There's so many stories we have and we need to start piece by piece, chiseling them away and starting to create a new belief system. So what do you want to believe about money? What do you want to feel about money? Let's get that out there, even if we don't know how to get there. And then starting to look at your money because the ultimate goal is we want to create more income, step in you, right? Mm -hmm. We want to create more income. We want to do it in ways that feel joyful, that feel fun, that feel purposeful because it's in the excess of income where we have more income coming in than going out that we create wealth. Wealth is learning to save, learning to fall in love with holding money and letting it be in your presence, learning to feel aligned with spending. So you're spending on things that bring you joy and not just on anything out of habit, learning to fall in love with savings, which is hard for some people. People are either savers or spenders. So if you're a spender, it's hard to fall in love with savings because you feel deprivation. And we need to Mm -hmm. clean that up because really you're building a freaking empire to buy all the huge things and have all the freedom and choice. So falling in love with that. And then if you're a saver, People have a hard time with spending because Mm -hmm. it feels like you're losing everything and making a terrible choice. How do we really fall in love with, I can trust myself. I can feel aligned. I can make the choices. Starting to save, starting to look at your wealth and imagine what you would like. What would you like to have in your savings? What would you like your debt to look like? How do we pay that down to get it in line? How do we clean up the shame and judgment? Because people have so much shame around money and so much self-judgment. That's probably what I would say as a start. And that's a lot. I know, but really just kind of creating the vision, getting real with where you're at, stepping into the next steps for saving, for spending, for holding. And once you have access, start researching and looking into how can you invest your money to grow it? Because the secret is creating passive income. You don't Mm -hmm. want your money just sitting in your mattress or in your bank account. You want it invested in real estate, in creating a business, in the stock market, in wherever you can put it so that it's growing and it fits your wealth plan and it's creating you more money every day. So your money's out there having like money babies and multiplying and (laughs) creating wealth for you so that you can create a new legacy for your life, for your kids, for your family, for your people, for whatever you love. Yeah. Oh, I love that, Laura. That's so good. I feel like you hit on all the points for 
anybody at any point in their journey from the very beginning. And how can you embody wealth for free right now? Oh, so good. Cause I'm sure a lot of women at first come to you or see you and they're like, oh, well, I don't have any money. So I can't talk, even think about wealth, but no, you can, you can embody being wealthy right now for free. I love that you talked about that and getting clear on what your actual situation is. That way you can start to look into how you can build more money and how you can make your money work for you. And just so important healing those old money stories and because they are super shameful and we feel guilty and scared and have all of these really weird feelings around money. So I'm we so do. glad. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so I hear all you. those objections. <laughs> You're right. I hear, yeah. I hear often when I, so I run multiple programs and one of them is a wealth program. And when I do that program, the millionaire maven, I do get that. I don't have money yet, so I can't work on money. But if yeah. you don't, work on money and look at your money, you're not going to have money. It's like a weird catch 22. Yeah. I love that you're helping women at this very beginning stage and also women that are maybe further along. And I'm like, I'm ready to make my money work for me. That's so amazing. And I, I just love that you're talking about this because I think as women, we don't talk about money enough. We don't normalize spending or saving or growing money or having money, being wealthy. It's so important for us to normalize that we can have lots of wealth as women. Wealth for all the women yes. and joy for all the women. <laughs> yes. and yeah, it is interesting because I also have clients who have money, but they've forgotten to create the life they want yeah. in the path of creating money, right? Yeah. So they're like, well, I have the business now, I have the money, but I don't have the relationships and I don't yeah. have the community and I don't feel happy. I feel yeah. overwhelmed and stressed. Like something should be happening differently and it's not. And so creating that connection to purpose and joy. Mm-hmm. And that's why all the pieces fit together because- yeah to me in your wealthiest life, you have the life, you have the business career, you have the money coming in, you have the joy and you have the wealth to support it. So it all plays together so that you can enjoy the journey. Yeah, it does. If you could think about who you were at the beginning of your journey, what advice would you give her now with all the wisdom that you have? I would tell her that what she's holding in her heart, she can believe in, that she can trust in the possibility, that she can trust herself, that she can look beyond the right now and what the situation is at this moment and let go of all the other people's stories about what she's supposed to do and really lean in to just taking step after step and that's going to happen and that she's worthy of all of the things she's dreaming of, that she's fucking amazing. I would give her a big hug because <laughs> think of little us, they're always, am I doing the right thing? Is this yeah. going to work? Yeah. And that there's so much more to come. I think we think it's over. Sometimes I hear my kiddo talk at 22 and it's like, life is over. It's done now, yeah. but it's just starting at that age, right? It's just starting yes. all the time for the next level. And it's always remembering that there's so much more to come and that there's beauty in my mind. There's beauty at all ages and mm-hmm. every season that we go through there's a different kind of beauty. If we can find that and attach to it, then there's always joy to be had. There's always possibility. There's always fun and adventure. We can really just enjoy life. Just take a breath. Don't make everything such a big deal and enjoy. Such good advice that I'm sure so many women right now just needed to hear. Thank you so much for sharing that. 
Absolutely. <laughs> what is that book? It's like let go of the little things or whatever. Yeah. It's oh, like I'm just, familiar with that. I need to read it. <laughs> yeah. It's basically this idea of don't worry about all the little things. Like yeah. if your house is dirty, it's not yes. that big of a deal, right? Yes. We get in these little things of, oh my God, we didn't get the laundry done today mm-hmm. or the living room is messy and someone might mm-hmm. see it, but in the scheme of life, not a big deal. So don't sweat yeah. the small stuff. Don't sweat, don't the, sweat the small the stuff. stuff. <laughs> yes. Such good advice. Tell us where we can find you online. Where can we connect with you? Tell us all the things. Yeah. XO Laura Fowler on Instagram. You can come find me there. I have a Facebook group, The Embodied Millionaire, Creating Wealth, Joy, and Freedom. You can find me there. And I'm always too. I have a podcast too. <laughs> yeah, tell us, yeah yes. that's a podcast. Oh God, I, I just I forgot about that. I just interviewed so I do Abby. a podcast with an, another amazing coach. Yes. Yeah. Um, Abby Helfer, and that's called The Magic in the Mess. So come find that on, we are on Apple and Spotify. And we talk about the magic in the mess of business and life and all of the pieces of things, because we have to look beyond the shine of social media that everyone shows us, all their highlight reels. We talk to between ourselves, and then we talk to entrepreneurs about the magic in their business, the mess in their business and the journey it took them to get from where they started to success. So you can see all of the juicy tidbits and pieces of what it takes to build magic and an empire and all of the stuff. Yeah. Come find me in any of those places. I answer DMs. So my DMs are always open in Instagram and Facebook. If you have any questions or want to chat, just shoot me a message, friend me, shoot me a message. Yeah. I love that. So generous of you too, because a lot of times some entrepreneurs, they don't want to have that interaction. I love that. It's such a gift that you are actually wanting to make those connections and have those conversations in the DMs and It's my favorite part of business. I love (laughs) the connection and the relationship building so much. I was just listening to a a thing this morning, a class about someone who's selling, but never does sales calls. I was like, oh, that hurts my soul. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I want to talk to people who are interested in working with me or who I have some clients who I talk to and they're not there yet. And they're like, you know, it's on my vision board to work with you. Like, that's just such an honor. I totally want to be part of all of that. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. That's such a generosity of spirit for you to want to like more and not just be, oh, I'm up here and you just sign up and then there's not a lot of interaction or relationship. (laughs) Just give me your money. Like, I don't want to have a relationship with you. So (laughs) I love that that's not you. Absolutely. (laughs) I will include all of your links and the link to the podcast in the show notes. So everyone can check that out because I know it's hard to remember. Tell us how we can work with you. So you mentioned a couple of your programs, but tell us what you have to offer right now, how people can work with you and build their wealthiest life. Right now, I am actually in the middle of my wealth program. If anybody wants to leap in there, they're welcome to DM me. I'll let you know where we're at when this launches. I am launching a bougie business boot camp on a budget. Ooh. This is my lower ticket business builder for anyone who's looking to step into entrepreneurship, who has a little bit of experience in business, but hasn't quite taken off yet and really just wants a support with some one-on-one coaching. So it's unique in that you will get one-on-one coaching in the group calls. It's guaranteed. If you sign up and you want to step out and participate and have me in your business, you get that. I have two one-on-one spots open. So if anyone is looking for higher level support, that's where I send all of those people to my one-on-one. Of course, we get a call with that, a consult call to make sure it's a good fit. Come find me and I will give you the information for any and all of those things. And I will also put links if you have any for programs or your website and how you want people to reach out to you. Also, you can reach out to her on her DMs because she just said that. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's probably the yes. easiest way. Laura, I need to work with you. Tell me how. <laughs> What's the best place? I'm for down me? with that. That works for me too. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Laura, for being here and just sharing your story. It's so inspiring and just sharing all of your wisdom. I learned so much about how I can embody wealth right now and what I have to look forward to. And I know that all of my listeners will find such value and actionable tips that they can actually implement right now. So I just love that and appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you too. And this has been so much fun. Thank you to you and all of your listeners. Thank you. Okay, everyone, that's it for today's episode and I will see you next week. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pivot Into Your Purpose podcast. I'm so excited to connect here with you each week to inspire you and share stories of women who have pivoted into their purpose so you can do the same. If this episode gave you value, inspired you to take action on creating your own purpose-aligned business, or has you feeling more confident than ever about starting your dream business, can you do me a quick favor and make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you never miss an episode, and also leave a review about what this podcast has meant to you? It helps other women to find the show who are wanting to leave their unfulfilling corporate jobs to discover their purpose. My mission is to help more women do work that fulfills them and brings them joy. Thank you in advance for leaving a five-star review. It means so much to me to be able to connect here and serve you. Have a great week and I'll see you here next week.